You're listening to A Little Happy Podcast, weekly conversations about marriage, kids, work, friendships, and the pursuit of living an authentic life. A Little Happy Podcast, where small moments make a big life. This week on A Little Happy Podcast, my sister Audrey joins me, and we reminisce about our childhood and what it was like growing up 10 years apart. We also spent some time reflecting on the stages of life we are both in. This was such a fun episode to record. A little bit more about Audie. She is the proud um, youngest child and most recent IU graduate of the Dineline family. She carried her passions to Chicago with her now husband in 2018 to pursue life to the fullest. Since then, she has worked in education, fitness, theater, and most recently, the mental health field. Audie is a loyal groupie of her husband's band, The Mild West, and fangirl to her two cats, Trixie and Brandy. I hope that you enjoy this special conversation that I had with my little sister, Audie. Welcome back to a little happy podcast. Uh, My name is Natty Metter. I'm the co-host of this little happy thing that we are doing here on a weekly basis. And I am so excited. I'm just actually, I'm just thrilled um, for the guest that we have on the podcast today. My younger sister, my real life younger sister, (laughs) Audie Dineline. Brutman is on the show. Audie, how are you today? I am doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you. I know. I'm really excited that you're here too. We've talked so much. I mean, we talk like every single day, but we've talked so much about doing um, this podcast and about you coming on and sharing a little bit of your life. And so this is like the best, this is the best part of my week. Ah, Me too. It's always the, uh, the, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller situation. So I listen every week, and I'm just pumped to be here and share stuff with you. I know. I'm really excited that you're here, too. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. And when, when you and I were talking about, you know, what um, we wanted to share, um, it really felt like we could, we could talk, obviously, like for hours on mm-hmm. um, so many different topics. And so – um, I'm really excited. So my younger sister, I guess for the for people who have um, who are listening for the first time or who don't know much about our background, so I'm we're, I'm the oldest of four kids, um, and my we have two brothers, Audie and I sandwich two brothers who are in the middle, and Audie is ten years younger than me, just shy of ten years younger, uh, and so um, so we have our our relationship. I feel like has seen so many seasons over the course of our lives. And um, I think you you just got married a year ago, almost like in a couple days a year ago. Yeah. It's, it's Which coming is, up. We're celebrating on Sunday. Anyway, so I'm really excited that you're here. We're going to chat about all sorts of different things. Um, but I thought that for people who, um, who don't know you very well, who are listening, um, could you give us a little bit of background of like where you're living now and what you're doing? And Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so, hey everyone, I'm Audie. Uh, I now live in Chicago, Illinois. I am a ripe 27-year-old. Uh, I live here with my new husband and uh, two cats. So we've been here for about five years, and I started off in the theater world. I graduated with a musical theater degree came to the city, was kind of in that world for a bit, and then quickly decided that um, I wanted something a little bit different. And I've kind of been on my own little journey to figure out what that is. But I'm so grateful to be a project manager right now at NAMI Chicago, which is National Alliance on Mental Illness. So something that I'm incredibly passionate about. And um, I'm just really grateful to work at a mission-driven organization. And then my husband is a musician in the city. So um, I have the wonderful opportunity to see him perform around Chicago with his band, The Mild West. And then he also uh, works with a wedding band collective. So uh, he's you know doing weddings all, all weekends of the summer and all of that kind of stuff. So it's been really fun to kind of see. We actually kind of flip-flopped when we graduated college. He actually graduated with an arts management degree and I had the theater degree and now we're kind of in the exact opposite situation, which um, is super fun because we get to share those uh, trials and tribulations of both of those career paths and different things that are going on. So um, yeah, it's it's been a ride so far and I'm just excited to to keep on chugging along. It's so fun. I mean, <clears throat> I've shared often uh, with people who always ask like, what's your, what's Audie doing? What's your little sister doing? And um, you and Kylie just have built for yourselves just this really cool life. Um, and I, I know Chris and I and our siblings, you know, um, it's just been a really big joy <clears throat> to watch you um, grow up and, um, and to see you have so much fun in Chicago. I did last, last um, episode, uh, Mary Susan and I were talking about like songs that remind us of summer. And the first song that came to mind was Orange Grove by the Mild West. It was their very first single they put out, right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was like the first thing that they did. It has like, you're so right. It's the perfect like island vibes whenever anybody's like out. I know that our brother Reed and our cousin Teddy all the time during the summer will be like, they'll post a little Insta story and be like, it's time for Orange Grove. Like we're listening <laughs> to it. So it's, it's the best. And we'll have friends for like when they do boat days, they'll be like, we're putting on Orange Grove. So yeah, it is really, I mean, they have all amazing music, but that it truly is like the summer vibe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That one's super fun. Go check it out. Orange Grove by the Mild West. We'll put it in the link as well. Um, so, okay. So you were just sharing, you know, your path, your path and professionally, you know, you work for NAMI, uh, which is great. Mm -hmm. You have this huge passion. I, th I think, you know, you've had this passion for a long time of yeah. theater and performing and helping people, you know, I was thinking back about um, stories that we could share about kind of our childhood, but I, I wondered if you, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. I wonder if you had any reflection on growing up as the youngest of four and, and really particularly if you had the chance to think about how our relationship has grown through the years. You know, I think we're, you know, we, we kind of wanted to touch on seasons of life, I think with this, um, and sort of how, how you are navigating your twenties, late twenties and how I'm navigating my late thirties. 
So do you have any like, have you thought about any funny like stories or anything about your childhood? Oh my gosh. I mean, there are a ton. Um, I think in regards to us specifically, I mean, the the classic story that I feel like we always come back to is like um, me, like you putting on a dance party for me and my friends in your room and me getting so overexcited and I danced so much that I threw up. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> but like that's like not to start off the bat with that, but like that that is what I think of when I think of like Natty was always like my like older, exuberant, super fun, not afraid to be goofy, like amazing older <laughs> sister who was just like totally fine, like dancing her face off with me and then being like, oh, okay, we need to like shift into like care mode. And like, you were there, you weren't like freaked out by it. You were just like, yep, this is, this is just what happens. And so I think that like, you know, when we were younger, it was definitely Natty is like mom plus, like you were everything that that you needed to be in the moment. Um, And obviously I like, I looked up to you in every way, but yeah, it like started out always as that, like, that caring situation that you're there for me whenever I need it. Um, but you're also like, you're showing me how to be a, a goofy, fun individual, which probably like led me to that theater stuff is like, I was just Mm. allowed to be silly like all the time, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a funny story. I often, (laughs) that is true. So Audie and I, we shared, we had uh, like a Jack and Jill bathroom. So we shared a bathroom. Um, And so, you know, when I was in high school, Audie was like four or five, you were like five or six years old. And we would, we'd have these dance parties and dance to like Britney Spears and Spice Girls and Destiny's Child. And, and you'd come in and you did, you danced your face off like so hard that you ended up throwing up everywhere. I'm so glad that didn't happen at your wedding. No, I, me too. I mean, we we did have a ton of people to talk to, but there was uh, uh, there are some times where I could have, you know, Whitney Houston yeah. comes on and I am ready to just go for it. It's hilarious, though. I mean, we could go, we could have a whole series of just our childhood, um, and we. I have been thinking a lot about um, about that recently, I think, because the kids, you know, like Will just finished school. The twins just had a big birthday. And mm-hmm. we had a really good childhood. Like our parents, we're really lucky, I think, with uh, the parents that we got. Um, and the fact that all four of us, you know, are pretty close, all things considering, with how we're all over the United States. You know, I'm here locally. You're in Chicago. We have a brother in Denver, a brother in Dallas. Um and, um, but it was so fun. I remember just, and all my friends thought it was so fun that I had a sister that was so much younger than me because you were sort of like our baby doll a little bit. I think I, I think in fourth grade was when you were born, maybe third, third or fourth grade was when you were born. And I brought you in for show and tell. <laughs> I <laughs> like, think that's like, it's the new, it's the new shiny thing. <laughs> Right. Like I remember mom bringing, like mom was wearing like, like short overalls, you know, like overalls and she had a perm, you know, and, and I think I wore like the same outfit, you know, I had like overalls on and a headband, I'm sure. And like, she brought you in like in your little pumpkin seat, like, and I was like, this is my sister, Audrey. And like, you know, everyone was like, oh my God. Like, I I don't know if we like passed you around, but like, that is, (laughs) I was just like the the memories I have of you, like we, I just got to bring you everywhere. It was so 
fun. And and as we grew up, you know, I mean, I went to school. I we we live in Bloomington. I went to school at IU, so I was local. Um, and so I got to be. I think I intentionally did that, like to stay close to home. So I got to be a part of your life because there was this big chunk of time where I went away. You know, I was gone. I was in school and I I was growing up. And when I was in college, you were in like third or fourth grade, you know? Yeah. We were able to see each other consistently, which was awesome. So tell me about like when Will was born. So my our first, uh, you were – what, 16, 17? Yeah, we must have been, yeah, that was 2013. So I was probably a junior in high school. And I mean, I I remember the night, I remember the whole entire family driving up to your house and staying on, was it Graceland? And (laughs) waiting, waiting for you. I was on the couch or no, I was on the floor. Reedy was on the couch. And I remember like looking at my phone and being like, is it happening? What's going on? And we all just like waited for the first little bundle of joy to arrive in our family. And oh, I like, I look so fondly back on that memory because I'm like, when would that ever be possible again? Like that is just so cool that we were all able to like come together. We were like, we were all in town like it was easy for us to drive up and I mean I think that in the same way that you said you intentionally probably stuck around like IU and did all of that like I have no intention of wanting to leave the Midwest because like I love being able to come back and see your kids grow and like continue fostering our relationship and like being there for that and the fact that if I want to, I can just like pick up and come home for the weekend and just like hang out and go to the pool and do all of this stuff. Like that is so important. And it's just like, it is just such a joy. I mean, I love, I love kids. I like, I I did a little stint with like preschool teaching and stuff. So like watching kids grow up and seeing these milestones, like it is just so cool to be a part of their lives. And um, like, know that they know you and like just have that relationship I think is like it's so important and so cool I mean our childhood was super fun and we could go on and on about you know dance parties and wedding and prom and all these different things that we've never we've all been there for all of our stuff mainly you though like you have come to every (laughs) single like mom talks about the fact that you were potty trained in the back of a suburban at like a basketball tournament Mm -hmm. you know um (laughs) you've never missed anything of ours odd like and I think that is I mean it's partly because you didn't have a choice because you were so little but now that you do have a choice and you still choose to still not miss out on stuff I think is um is really really cool and and we just feel really lucky that we are close for our kids to be able to have these relationships with aunts and uncles. Um, you know, I think there's just so much shared experience with that. Um, you mentioned that you're 20. So we are 10 years apart. I'm clo- coming up. I'm like late 30s. You're late 20s. And you and I oftentimes when we have the time to sit and think about how we're navigating life, you know, you're in a period of time that is just about a decade younger than I am. So talk to me a little bit about like how you are navigating. Well, where should we start? I have so many questions for you. How about how, um, how, how you, how you're navigating right now, like friendship 
and Kylie's schedule um, is a bit like uh, non-traditional in a sense that you both are working at different times and all your friends are sort of all over the place. Can you share a little bit about how you're like navigating that right now? Yeah, of course. So I feel like I, I, I talk about this a lot, mostly because I'm passionate about it and the other half because it's just my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I shared earlier, so my, my husband's a musician, so most of his weekends are spent playing shows, which is so incredible. And it's exactly what he loves. And we were in, in college, we were in a a group called the singing Hoosiers. And so uh, the first time he came back from a wedding gig, he was like, Oh, it's like, I get to do like singing Hoosiers for life. And like, that's amazing. Um, (laughs) And so it's incredible to hear like how he, uh, how he navigates those gigs and like experiences weddings and facilitates joy in that capacity. It's so cool. But yeah, I think that this space of really any part of life navigating both your, um, your, like your relationships with your spouse or your significant other, um, and your actual friendships and relationships and familial relationships, like it all just comes down to like, you actually have to try, which is hard because I feel like you in like, it sounds so silly, but in like college and when you're growing up, like your friends are just there. Like Natty, you were in the Alpha Chi house and I had my cohort of musical theater people and the people that I lived with and like your friends were just present. And so you didn't really have to think about when you were spending time with them. And now, even when you live in a house with your your spouse, your partner, even if you live in a in an apartment with friends, I have a lot of friends who um, are in Chicago and, and live with their girlfriends or stuff like that. And you still have to be like intentional about how you're spending time with people. I think that, you know, we've talked about through you and me, but also I feel like the world at large kind of knows um, love languages now. Mm, and mm-hmm. the idea of quality time, it's like you you have to be intentional about that quality time. You can't just say the quantity of time is, is what like dictates your intention or um, that fulfillment of like connection. So I think mm-hmm. that's something that over the past couple of years, I've I've had to sit down and be like, oh, like, I have to decide to be present in a conversation or I have to decide to reach out to a friend and make something happen. And that's so hard and it it takes effort from both sides. And then you just have to like be super honest about being like, oh, I feel like I haven't gotten any time with you or I feel like I haven't – like my friend Ahona, who's one of my best friends, like we know that – we just have to reach out like once a month and be like, I love you. I've been thinking about you all the time, but like we need to set a date on the calendar to see each other, which is just like, you know, you never think like people don't teach you that you have to do that in the future. So I think that that was a a huge learning curve for me coming into my twenties. Yeah. There is no guidebook for how to navigate relationship as a grown up. 
the fact, like you said, the fact that it takes work and that you have to try and you have to, there's intention behind it, you know, because you're right. I mean, in college and in high school, the accessibility to your friend group was very easy because you see them at school or you see them in class or you live with them. And I don't think you have as much as, uh, you know, for the most part, as much responsibility as you do when you're grown up, you know, because you've got work and maybe you have children or maybe you have, maybe you volunteer at places or you work at, you do shows on the, you know, whatever that is. And, and so you're right. I think there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of misnomer around the idea that friendship comes easy as a grown up, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I have loved watching mom, um, navigate and foster her friendship with, with her, what colloquially they call themselves the beach girls. I mean, our, our mom has this group of friends, I mean, um, that have really just have committed to doing life with each other. And, uh, it has been the coolest thing for me, especially in the life stage that I'm in with young kids to see how important it is to foster and to nurture your friendships with your girlfriends. Um, sparked something in me that I was uh, thinking about that as well, where growing up, and I feel like you had similar experiences because we kind of talked about it, where like we never had like the the girl squad or like this girl group that mom grew up with. And I think that there were times where I, I looked at what mom had and I was like, when do I get that? <laughs> when, does, <laughs> when does that come into my life? And yeah. I think that that's something that like, I do think there's, you know, it probably comes with kids. And I remember talking to mom about that too, of her saying like, yeah, like I didn't have all of these girlfriends. You look back at her wedding pictures, you're like, you know, those ladies weren't weren't in there. Some of them were. There's, you know, friendships for sure carry. But I think as we continue growing and, you know, talking about these like stages of life, you have friends for different stages and you can keep in contact with them all. But I think that's, yeah, it's also something that I kind of had to let go of, of like, you don't have to have a squad. It's wonderful to have one. And I feel like I'm, I am kind of getting to the point, you know, being in Chicago for five years, I'm starting to find my community here and that's awesome. But like, all of it takes time. And like you said, all of it takes that commitment to do life together and to say like, we're, we're going to keep seeing each other and we're going to hang out and do all of this stuff. But I definitely wanted to throw that in there, especially for, for any of the, you know, mid to late twenties ladies who may be listening. Like that's not always, you see all of this stuff of like these relationships that are like so intertwined and you can have really fulfilling and wonderful relationships with individual people and you don't have to have the squad, but it's also wonderful to build that, you know, it just takes, takes a little bit of time. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting to, to reflect on that and think about, um, like again, seasons of life, right? Like the idea that, um, the types of the friendships and the things that you you need for your soul and for your mind and for your heart might be different in your 20s than they are in your 30s and they are in your 40s. And I have loved the opportunity of talking to women that are older than me and younger than me to understand that um, all of this is just like a big experiment and it just changes. It just continues to change. Um, mm-hmm. and And I wonder how how you think about that, especially as you think about, you know, you shared 
how your your background in school was musical theater. Um, you moved to Chicago. Now you're working for NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Awesome job. Awesome organization. Um, we'll put a link in the um, bio for everyone to be able to take a check to, to look at what's going on there. But um, can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to balance and embrace um, some of that change and of balancing the passion that you have for certain things and where you're doing, what you're doing with your career, et cetera. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that is like the, the lifelong journey for sure. And I think something that I have kind of discovered, um, again, kind of because of my job and, and I do, I do feel like I seek out opportunities career wise and outside that, um, I know can kind of fill up more than one bucket if possible. And so I think that um, one of the beautiful opportunities that I have at NAMI is to sit in on a lot of trainings. And so mm. we're able to like do trainings for the community and all of this stuff. And so I have one of my incredible colleagues, uh, Shannon, and then we have a wellness coordinator, Robin, they share this um, setting intentions training, and I got to sit on it a couple weeks ago, and it was really just talking about how like we do have these massive different spaces in our worlds where you're like you're navigating your career, you're talking about relationships, you're trying to check off your to do list, you're doing all of these other things, and knowing like what the difference is between like goals and intentions and like knowing what you need. And so something that I realized I was in so like, so go mode, like I thought it was going to relax after the wedding and it, it doesn't like life just keeps on going. <laughs> and so I realized that like, there is so much space where I was just checking off things on a to-do list and I wasn't finding connection or I wasn't like realizing that at the end of the week, like I, I did hang out with a friend. I did move my body in a way that made me excited. I did make a really awesome meal or tried a new recipe for the first time, but like my brain couldn't remember <laughs> at the end mm. of the week. Like I just couldn't, like, I couldn't take it in. And so I think that like one of the things I started doing was just jotting down and I know that a lot of people journal and I think that I'm I'm always half good at it half bad at it so a really easy thing that I started doing was in my planner I just wrote down one thing every day that I did to connect and it could be mm. connect to myself or connect to a friend or connect to Kylie like that's you know something that again with that non-traditional schedule it gets really hard for us to find time together and so even like the 15 minutes at the end of the night that we get to just like chat can be intentional and can be a connection if we both decide it is. Um, and so I started writing down those connections and then I'm really trying to become a picture taker. I've been so terrible. I feel like mom told me all the time, she was like, you need to take pictures. Like I came back from <laughs> our honeymoon and she was like, you barely have any pictures. I'm like, I like, did you like, even I go? Ask somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I'm like, I'm trying to be good about it. So that's why like I'll whip out my camera super quickly to be like, okay, I have to just like, even if it's a terrible picture, just document it. And so then um, I print out, I have like a little Polaroid zip that like prints on sticky paper and I just print it out and slap it on the planner as well so that I can look and jog my memory and help myself of being like, oh my gosh, last week I... 
I visited with a friend and I was able to go to a dance class that I like told myself I wanted to go to and I saw live music and that's awesome. But for some reason, like my brain can forget that so easily when you're caught up in that, mm-hmm. oh, what do I have to do for work? Like, what am I supposed to do this week? What chores do I have to do? Should I be cleaning? Should I be doing something else? And so I think that that's, that's kind of one of the ways that I've been able to to try and navigate and balance that stuff. Um, and from what I've heard, it never really gets easier. So if I can set some of those uh, guidelines early on for myself, I, I'm hoping I'm setting myself up for success, but you never know. Yeah. Well, that's really good advice too. I think you know, we, I think a lot about setting intention, being intentional, like people throw, I I should say people, I throw those words around rather casually, you know, like I'm being so intentional. Um, when, if I really stop and think, I'm like, am I being intentional? (laughs) Um, but I think there's something really to the idea of understanding what intention means, whether it's in relationship with people, whether it's intention you set for yourself, whether it's intention you set for things you want to get done at work. And so I love that they have training um, and that you shared some of those tricks with us because I oftentimes too get caught up in like, God, I didn't have any time for myself this week. And then, but if I look back, I'm like, well, no, I went I went for a run. I was able to get up early and have my coffee and do my, you know, morning routine. I I was able to watch a movie with our oldest son. You know, like and those are all things that fill up my cup. I was able to talk to my sister when she walked to work. Like um oftentimes the little moments sometimes get swallowed by the big to-do list for me. And then I forget that oh, yeah. um that I can be filled up quickly. You know, I don't I need to be filled up in a whole weekend getaway. I can be filled up in a moment, you know, and um, but that's it, it gets back to some of that intention. I really like that perspective. Yeah, it's been fun to build because I think that I often have the all or nothing mindset. Don't know if anybody else struggles with that, but like if I'm not doing something perfectly or if I'm not journal like I remember reading something where it was like journal for three pages every morning, jot down all of your thoughts, like make sure you set aside <laughs> 10 minutes. And I'm like, I, what? Like, I don't even have children and I have it, a hard time getting three out Three pages? Like, right. Three pages. And so I'm like, I simply cannot do that. But Mm-mm. I can do like what you said. I can get up in the morning and I can make my coffee and I can sit in my front little sunroom area and pet my cat and like have a moment where I listen to a podcast or I just sit and know that like that's enough. And if I jot down a thought or if I like put in my brain that I'm like, hmm, like at work today, I want to remind myself to go for a walk or like even just those little things to just like give back to yourself after everything that you've accomplished in the day or everything you've checked off your list or just by being. It's just a little easier. And I think that, you know, from listening to the podcast for a while, I know just like being easy on yourself and like giving yourself that time and being kind is just such a gift. Um, but also it it really is just like 
it has to be intentional and it has to be a practice. So I think that it doesn't have to look like anybody else's, but this is kind of what's been working for me. It's pretty quick and easy, but um, it does make a really big difference. It's, it's making me feel way more present. It's also making me like actually feel like I have time in the day, which is wild. I didn't think by like tracking what I've done, I would feel more expansive with my 24 hours, but it really does. uh, It really has made a really big difference. And so um, I'm curious to like, as I continue in this journey, what else it will potentially unlock or how it'll adapt because everything is just like you said it's just a big experiment we're just trying to see what works in the moment and then shifting if something needs to right you're um I have always been just like so I don't even have the word for you like uh, the wisdom and audio that you bring and the insight I think um I am just continuing to realize like how much I look up to you, <laughs> you know, I mean, I really do. I, I think I, 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 we talk a lot, you know, on the, on this podcast, the, you know, the, this was really born out of the, the realization for me that sharing life out loud, um, the scary stuff, the joyful stuff, the stuff that feels confusing, the things that you don't ever want to say in your out loud voice, because you might be too scared to, um, for me has brought a lot of relief to make life just a little more gentle around the edges. And you have been like such an instrumental part in me being able to feel that way because from the moment you like entered this world, you have been willing, I think, to be open and vulnerable and honest about who you are and how you're feeling. And it is like so refreshing. I just, I have to say it in my out loud voice because Um, there's not enough of it. And I continue to come to you often um, to be able to settle my thoughts because you provide such great insight and you're not really not scared to like, to just dive in, you know, which um, I don't know if you have any reflection on that um, or how you, and I know that carries through. It's not just unique to me, even though I wish it would be. It's just me and you. But um, but I know that it's not unique to me. I know that that's how you approach relationship with everyone. And you told me one time, I think you, me, and mom were talking about something about the birth order of us, which I think is so interesting. And you described yourself as the stained glass kid. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I so I I had that thought a while ago and um one of the few times that I did actually decide to sit down and journal about it because it it was a really interesting thought that I had but I've I've always been drawn to stained glass and I've had a few friends who have done either like mosaic classes or stained glass classes and it's just so interesting because it's all of these pieces of like from your perception, like shattered glass that you put together into this absolutely beautiful picture. And so I had a couple iterations on like why that resonated with me so much. Um, But again, being, being the last of four, I have seen um, five really unique individuals, mom, dad, you, Rhett and Reed, grow up in 
seemingly the same conditions and approach life from completely different and similar in some ways uh, approaches to like get through the world and move through things and um, shift and change. And I think that as a kid, I probably did have a little inkling of like wanting to grow up faster than I should because I had mm. all of these siblings that were older and that I I wanted to be part of the game. I wanted to to be at your level. And I think I I took little lessons from from everyone's yeah. life to kind of build who I am. And what I continued to reflect on is like, especially these pieces that um in somebody else's perspective could be seen as, as broken or shattered or not perfect. Um, I was able to take, and I've always tried to have this outlook where it's like, this is not a, a negative thing. This is not a fault. This is not uh, a shortcoming of anybody's. It's actually something that is beautiful. And when put into a larger picture serves an incredible purpose. And so not only is that how I reflect on things, but like how I want to build life for everyone. I want everybody's little pieces to start falling into this thing. You know, I, we, I sent something to you the other day on Instagram that was like a, almost like a trap remix of a Prince of Egypt song. But the, the yes. other song that I had in my brain was um, In Heaven's Eyes, which there's a line that says um, something to the effect of like, uh, you, you're a thread, but then you see that uh, you are built into this tapestry of grand design. So like you may not think that you as the thread is is very significant, but you are part of this incredible piece of art that is being made before your eyes. And I think that that's something that like I want to take and move forward and I want other people to to see is that like what you may do and what you may trip up on or you know, what you may think is like not very significant um, could be something that that builds a beautiful life for somebody else or that somebody takes a lesson from and that they're able to move forward as an incredibly impactful in a positive way. And I think that that's something that I mean, I just love stained glass. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, our church has some of the most fantastic stained glass that I've ever seen. And so mm, I've always mm -hmm. loved that imagery. Um, and I've loved to to build on that of like understanding that we are what we come from, but we also get to like choose the design. We get to to rearrange and like the picture that I create isn't the picture that you create, but they're they still live in harmony and it's cohesive and it can be shown in this like glorious way that shines the light in um, and makes something beautiful. Ugh, Audie, you're the best. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I'm serious. I'm not even blow. I'm not even like trying to pump you up. Like I just, your perspective is just so precious to me. It means so much. And and I, we started out and I was sharing that, you know, you got married a year ago and I remember you and I, we've had the opportunity over the last year to have some really thoughtful conversation and partly because you and I both made a choice, like let's, this might look, this, this might look imperfect and this might, we might stumble through some of this stuff. Um, but let's put the, for me, let's put the fear aside and let's talk about, you know, so, you know, talk about some of these things and 
um, your willingness to show up and do that is just one of the best gifts to me in my life. Um, and I just learn so much from you every single day. I mean, I love, I love the idea. I was telling a friend, um, oh gosh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but, um, they were asking like, who are some of my biggest role models? And I said, my younger sister, Audie. And I really do mean that. I think it is the coolest thing. Um, I feel so grateful to, um, have you in my life as my sister, but also as my friend. And, um, it is so, it's so fun. I don't know if anyone else who's listening has siblings older or younger than you, but I'll say like this chapter of our life where we're both entering sort of like more mature adulting, you know, like you're married, mm -hmm. I'm married, you know, is just, it's just getting super fun with you. And, um, in the fact that we have this opportunity to be able to still, you know, dance and hopefully not throw up by dancing, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but to be silly and then to transition from that and have these really insightful conversations, I just, it means a lot. And I know when you and I were talking about you coming on here, um, I'm just, I am selfishly so glad that I get to share a little bit of you with people out here because, it's really, if you ever have a chance to be in relationship with Audie Dineline, Audie Dineline Brutman, um, it's going to be awesome for you. So thank you for um, sharing that with us today. I told mom that we, we were recording and then I told her as a follow-up, I said, and next time, because you're going to have to come back on, um, mom has to join us too. Oh, 100%. And we'll get her such a cool mic set up like the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, before we get, um, before we close up, or is there, you know, we oftentimes think about uh, things or, or life lessons or reflections you want to leave with the people who listen here. Um, is there anything that's sitting, <clears throat> excuse me, in your, in your heart that you feel um, that just tumbles around in your head on a daily basis that you wish you could like share in your out loud voice? Oh, that is such a good question. I mean, I, I have so many things. I think that kind of a through line of this conversation, though, is <clears throat> that, I mean, you like you cannot put a a price or a like set value on like what communication does for your relationships. Like I and and that is that is what this this podcast, what this community is. I have had the absolute joy and pleasure of, of listening for a long time and I'm ridiculously grateful to, to be on. But me being a part of this community, it's like knowing that there are people that are there to share with their out loud voice and to, to speak truth to whatever is going on in their life is so important. And you're just never going to know if there are people out there like you or who's there to connect with you, unless you, unless you say it and unless you start talking and it's totally fine. The other piece of not necessarily advice, but like maybe a, a trick or a tip. Um, my husband Kylie and I often, when we're talking about things that can be hard or can feel really scary, we'll start by saying, Hey, this is my rough draft. 
I not everything mm. that I'm going to say right now is going to be perfect. And some things, hopefully not, but some things might come off a little harsh. And I really don't mean that. I am just processing. And I need you to know that like through this entire conversation, I'm saying everything with love and I'm sharing something very vulnerable right now. Um, but I'm doing it because I know that we can be in a better place because we can move into a uh, more communicative and connected space. So yeah, I just, I, I hope that everyone feels comfortable speaking and I don't know if you don't, slide into my DMs. I'll chat with you. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, if you're ever feeling a little scared, just just putting that little caveat of like, hey, this is my rough draft right now. I'm, I'm going to keep thinking about how I want to say this in my super out loud voice. But as I start sharing it little by little with you, just know that like there's some revising that may happen. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's such a reminder that we are all just works in progress, you know, and being able to have some of those phrases, especially when you're you're talking about things out loud, um, they can kind of provide you these little safety nets. I love the rough drafting. I'm gonna have to use that. Um, you mentioned um, DM. Can you tell people? I'm so Audi has this wonderful Instagram space. I know you do hold space for a lot of people there. Um, can you tell us where we can find you on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Odds Dineman. I kind of smashed all my names together. So it's A-U-D-S-D-E-I-N-M-A-N. Um, and yeah, I don't post a ton. I'm kind of trying to get back into it a little bit, but I love sharing on my stories. I love trying to share as many either little happies like this um, or, you know, um, any type of spaces, like resources, especially for mental health stuff and otherwise. So uh, come along for the journey and I'd love to chat with you all. Yes, you can find Audie on Instagram. You can always find me at natdm19. That's where this episode, um, the published uh, version of this episode will be. Uh, we'll have some links um, in uh, the post for Audie's Instagram, for NAMI, um, and we'll just throw the Mild West in there because you got to listen to some Heck Orange yeah. Grove too, you know, and I, God yes. love Kylie and his band up there in Chicago. Um, but Audie, thank you so much for spending some official time, I guess, with me um, recording uh, and talking a little bit about our lives. Um, we will do another episode um, for those that are interested in continuing to hear from Audie. Um, we'll bring her back. Um, and we're going to do, I think a fun little series with, um, with you, me and mom, which will be fun too. So if mom's listening, you're coming on sister. Um, so until, until next week, um, set some intention for yourself, uh, and use some of those tips and tricks of writing a couple of things down that you, um, are grateful for every day. Uh, don't be afraid to try rough drafting your life um, and see where it may take you. Be kind and be gentle to yourself. And we hope that you find a little happy along the way. We'll chat again soon.